Welcome to A Space for Growth, an extension of our ever-evolving platform, Our Communal Diary. My name is Pilar. And my name is Zoe, and we're here to cultivate a community dialogue on beauty, culture, and career as we experience it. Through conversations with each other and our inspiring guests, we hope to add new perspectives for your own personal journey. Welcome to A Space for Growth. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of A Space for Growth. This is episode 10, which I think is a milestone. <laughs> We're in the double digits. We yeah. are in the double digits. We got Very some fun. metrics from our Spotify wraps, um, which was really cool of like how many people have been listening to our episodes, where they're listening from. So I feel like we're hitting a lot of milestones already. We are. We are. So, hey, thank you to everyone who has been listening, who's a consistent listener, those who are first-time listeners as well. We appreciate it. So definitely be sure to follow along um, as we continue to grow. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, Today, we're going to be talking about body image. I feel like this is a very meaty topic, but we kind of want to just start the conversation per usual, ton of tapping into our childhood, you know, how we've been able to kind of feel more confident and comfortable in our skin, the ease of it, and also like the really hard times of it. I mean, we're both, you know, early 20-year-old women, Black women, that is, so Um, You know, we obviously have a lot to share on that, as many do. But before we do that, let's do a quick check-in. Zoe, how was your weekend? It was good. This was my first weekend back post-Thanksgiving, I think, right? Thanksgiving was last week. Yes, Thanksgiving was last Thursday. Thanksgiving was last Thursday. So back to work. This week has not been super busy. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess we're just wrapping things up for end of year. So it's been kind of a chill week, just kind of like vibing. But um, I'm going to go see House of Gucci tomorrow. So next Sunday. I'll let everybody know what I thought about it. I'm actually so curious because I feel like it's been kind of controversial since it aired. Um, I haven't heard any thoughts on how it actually is, but I yeah. feel like I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, this is supposed to be juicy. So that's fun. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I can definitely relate on the sense of things are wrapping up, but they are a little bit busy over here on my end. But I think prior to everyone going on vacation and taking all their like PTO, I feel like there's so much that has to happen. And then oh, once yes. they do that, they're like, it's like a ghost town. So not, yeah, kind of just waiting for that moment. But no, first and foremost, let's just do a shout out to our alma mater, Michigan, <laughs> getting the win. Game. Craziest. <laughs> I, we were re-listening to our most recent episode and Zoe had no faith in her team. I'm eating my words. I was wrong. <laughs> I can admit when I'm wrong, but I will say the track record has not been good. We have True. not seen Michigan beat Ohio State in any of the years that we were there, right? 10 years, in fact. Wow. Yeah. The yeah. boys were playing. They, they were, were playing. playing with their life. Literally for <laughs> their life. Girl. Literally. 
literally running for their lives. Um, it was crazy. That was an incredible, great, incredible game. Shout out to Michigan. Go blue always and forever. Yeah. So that's why if you guys think my voice is a little raspy. I was screaming my head off. Okay, so body image is a bit of a controversial topic, um, mostly because it's it's sensitive, right? Like everybody yeah. has their own feelings about the way that they look, the way that they want to look, the way that certain demographics um, have reputations of looking, things like that. So Pilar and I are definitely going to be focusing on talking about our own experiences with body image. But we also have had the experience of growing up in predominantly white communities, but also being Black women. And so mm-hmm. having that dichotomy between what those two different, like, racial demographics deem as, like, quote unquote, the perfect body, Yeah, speaking from a media perspective, um, so I don't know if you ever dealt with that P, but I definitely felt that when I was growing up of like wanting to be skinny mm-hmm. was the big thing in my community where I was growing up is like everybody wanted to be skinny. Thigh gaps were huge. Yeah. Like we grew up in like the 2010s. So like that was big, like Tumblr thigh gap culture, collarbones, oh all my of that. God. Tumblr, like you saying that, oh my god, that totally I brought back some memories. You really did. Tumblr was actually though, like that could be dangerous for kids. It really could because it you was had so. It totally was. That was actually really nuts. No throwback to that, but yeah, I would say I grew up very similarly in that sense. Everyone was always wanting to be really small, and quite honestly, like. We used to think there was something in our water at our school. Like, everyone was so small, boys and girls. Everyone was so incredibly short and skinny. So it was kind of like, I mean. But you're a little tall. tall. You said I'm tall? I think you're tall. Well, I'm 5'1". She's 5'1". You're (laughs) what, 5'7"? I'm like 5'6". Oh, okay. So you're like, that's tall for a girl. But I mean, when I was younger, so like I did gymnastics for 10 years, so it stunts your growth. So like I had a growth spurt after gymnastics and I got it, I, I like I retired in my freshman year of high school. So like, honestly, when I think a lot about body image and kind of like all of that, it actually was more so my middle school experience because it wasn't so much that I was like, I want to be skinny. In fact, like I found that I couldn't keep enough like meat on my bones just with my metabolism at that time. Mm-hmm. But I found that I was just like jacked. Like, yeah, I mean, ev- other like every other guy was so much weaker than I was. <laughs> and that was my main thing where like it was always honestly, it'd be really awkward. Like that was I mean, I think. Yeah, I think usually you would think of it as, you know, you're either really slim or not or whatever and I feel like for me it was I literally didn't even think about that as much it was always just the fact that like I have really high set calves so like my calves would be you know always activated girl when I'm walking across the hallway and my like my uh, biceps were like pretty big I I mean yeah you know little gymnasts are pretty jacked yeah long story short that I think was my like biggest insecurity um you know because like dances would come around you would want to wear your little short sleeve shirt and like or your short sleeve dress and it was like everyone else was just tiny arms and you had muscles girl muscles strong girl yeah 
I have the same thing as you. I was pretty muscular also. I wasn't a gymnast. I was a dancer. But it has never been very difficult for me to, like, gain muscle versus, like, if I work out for a couple of days in a row, like, my muscles just start popping out. It's just kind of, like, the body that I have. But I also felt the pressure of, like, wanting to be tiny and then I grew up in a pretty body positive dance studio. I danced from age three all the way up until like 19. So we never used like my, one of my dance teachers would call it like the F word, like that. Like we never mm-hmm. used that. Yeah. But it was like, you would notice if like somebody else next to you was tinier yeah. or they were jumping higher than you were, or they were turning oh. faster than you were. Um, or they were just able to do more things than you were. And that was also the thing with like, you always wanted to be the person that was getting lifted. And so you knew if you were tinier, you would be the person that would be getting lifted and like maybe have some of the spotlights and some of the dances that we would do. Yeah. I would also do summer intensives outside of my studio where the language was, they did not have barriers on using the word fat. Mm. were not they would not play around they would call it out they would call it out they would definitely call it out they would definitely you know fix your posture and like I would hear like dance teachers making little comments about like how strong my thighs looked but Mm. like not in the way of like wow she looks so positive but she looks so powerful but in the way of like girl it's not the dancer body it's not the dancer body and I've also always had more of a chest that's yeah. not the dancer body either. Right. So it was constantly wanting to be a lot tinier than I already naturally was yeah. in order to fit that perfect body shape and mold, you know? No, totally. Because I started, I did like competitive dance literally just for one year, but I danced in high school for like, I mean, in school forever. Yeah. When I did it, it was actually interesting because I think like all of throughout my 10 years in gymnastics, again, I started at four years old. So like I was only 14 when I retired and it was something where I really never thought about my body other than the muscles that I had. But I will say in dance, like you honestly, you think about your body all the time in dance. And I think yeah. half of it is because it's so, it's such like an intrinsic part to like dance and in the visual aspect of it it's like you want the the perfect lines and like you yes. want to look you know what I mean like it's like it totally enhances just the overall experience based on the the form of the, the dancer and I feel like I think particularly in ballet I remember that coming up so much more and yes. then also you know you're in classes like a jazz or a lyrical class and it's like you're wearing your little sports bra and your little spandex and you know, so I feel really easy, even as a really young person or like more mature, I feel like you can, you're, you're showing so much skin, your body's so exposed. So I totally, I feel like that was the first time that I ever really thought about my body when I was working out or like in a sports environment. Yeah. And then obviously with cheerleading too, I think that was, I did that in college and I found that my body at that point was maturing more than it ever had before. And so it was interesting that like all prior to that, I never really thought about my body in relation to my sport. But then when I joined cheer, it's like, you're being thrown up in the air in the same way. Like, yeah, it's like some kids on the team, some guys are brand new and they want someone who's lighter. Like, so they're, you know what I mean? When I found that like, I wasn't being looked at to be thrown up, it's like, well, damn, like, 
just in specific like spaces where there's that pressure from the very beginning, you can tell like everyone feels that pressure. Um, and so I think, you know, if I'm only around like five foot people, naturally, like I'm going to be the tallest one. So I might not be the one going on top, but it doesn't mean that I'm like, you know, going to break everyone underneath me. You right. know what I mean? But it can certainly feel like there's something wrong with you when you're not at all ever considered for that. Yeah. And I definitely remember like growing up in the studios, it's like you're surrounded by mirrors 24 yeah. seven from 4 PM till 9 30 PM Monday through Friday. Yeah. I am looking at my body and nothing but a leotard and tights. And like, I can see every ounce of body fat on mm-hmm. my entire body. And I can see the way that my body looks in different, but it just makes you feel insecure. And no. daily, even if totally. you feel like there's nothing and you should never feel like there's anything that's wrong with you at whatever size that you're at. Every size is beautiful. And we'll definitely get into that. But like when you are in sports like dance or cheerleading, where it is like ingrained in the culture of like, you should be tiny in order to be able to execute X, Y, and Z in order to have X, Y, and Z type of lines. You just kind of get up like in your head about it. Yeah. No, you totally do. And I mean, we had photographers who would take pictures of us on the sideline. Oh, the pictures. Girl. And I mean, it's in the same way, though, when you're looking at yourself in a mirror all day long. It's like, you know, you can be so in the zone loving what you're doing. And then you get a bad picture sent to you. And it's like, oh, my God, did I really look like that? You know, and I feel like that's the one thing where in gymnastics, I just I I guess maybe I was too young for it. Like, I never thought about it. But now, I mean, and I know that's not even a common um situation because I mean people talk about gymnastics all the time being the right. worst for you know any developing sort of, like, disorder of eating and yeah and I mean it's like it's it can be horrible so I think you know the environment in which you're in just plays a huge role it's not only just the sport but I think um it's unfortunate how sometimes those types of sports you almost like lose the real purpose where it's like, you just want to have a good time. It's a game competition. Like you want to be in the moment, but at the same exact time, because you're so exposed, it's like, you kind of have to be thinking in the back of your mind, like suck in your gut, like have proper posture. Otherwise like you're going to have a picture of you. That's going to make you literally just like shrivel up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I for sure suffered from like disordered eating and unhealthy habits. When you were in dance particularly? Oh, oh, for sure. Like middle school through high school where it was just like skipping meals or a whole host of other things in order to like cut a pound or two or three or four or five and like wanting to be very tiny in order to like be at the top or what I thought was like the peak of my my physical game yeah and I would just be so weak is that like I would be so weak from like going and like measuring out the calories like I would write out like the calories Mm -hmm. that I would have like for lunch I'm talking like 600 calories for like a day like not wanting to go over like a thousand or something like that and like really really cutting yeah so yeah I think it's, I'm very thankful that I did grow up in a body positive dance studio. I do just think the culture of dance and gymnastics, no matter who you go to, is mm-hmm. so cutthroat that yeah. like, even if you're not getting it where you are at, like shows like Dance Moms, or like when you go to competitions, or like when you go to like 
um, workshops or whatever, they use that type of language. It just gets Mm -hmm. in your head for sure. No, it totally does. And it's so interesting that you even say that because like, I remember doing that when I was younger and I've never even associated, I've never like thought of myself as someone who like had weird, like not weird, I should say, but like disordered eating. And I think it's just that when you're younger, I think you, for me, it wasn't even that like, I would look at myself and feel some type of a way. Like I don't even think so. I think it was just that when you're younger everything is just you're so like influenced by everything around you so impressionable. and I feel like yeah you're so impressionable and I found when I would go to school and we would all eat in the cafeteria together like we would all low-key be looking at what everyone was eating and like god forbid you were the one shoving your face like truly yeah I mean it was like you were really looking at it and so I think I know I was like much smaller in high school and I think it was just like and what I wasn't, even, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like it was just, I don't know. I think you're the people that I surrounded myself with. We all just kind of did the same thing almost like you kind yeah. of just, you know, fall in line with it. And I, again, everyone was just really small at my school. So like, I think everyone just naturally might've been more aware and like hyper, hyper aware of what people were eating and how they would look and this and that. And, um, it's yeah I think not until like you're a little bit older for me at least I think you start to realize like okay you know the few hundred people that you went to school with are just not a proper like representation of everyone's bodies and also I mean you haven't even grown into your body yet you know so like I think that when college came around and like we can get into this too but like when college came around and you're hitting puberty like really actually like you know, hitting puberty, growing up, you might be on birth control, you might be on all these different things. And like, you start to just develop over time. And I think people get so, you know, myself included, you get so overwhelmed by the experience, because you're just so familiar with your body being one way and having your friends bodies look a certain way. And you start to think that's the norm. But then as you start to just naturally mature, it's like, so overwhelming, you know, for sure. And I don't know if it's necessarily, like, puberty or if it's just, like, living a more sedentary lifestyle. Like, I wasn't really dancing Mm -hmm. um, after my freshman year. And even my freshman year, like, the level that I was dancing in high school versus the level that I was dancing in college was drastically different. So I think my body just changed. Like, my muscle mass just, like, evolved and changed. And, like, I would go to the gym And I still do, but it's like, I'm not working out my muscles in the way that they were used to for years. It was so different. The foods that I was eating is so different when you're eating out of the dining hall versus you're eating like the food that your home cooked meals, like your body is just going to change. And I definitely struggled with that, like seeing the weight fluctuate and things like that. But I think something else that kind of struck me when I got to college is I had not really paid attention to the fact that like there were other ideal types of bodies versus the ones that I had grown up with being championed. Like I remember like everyone loved like the Victoria's Secret model look. You know what I mean? When I slept, like especially in the area I grew up in. And then when I got to college and it was like people are championing, championing, Champion. <laughs> <Championing>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> bodies, bodies with more curves or like really embracing the skin that they were in and being like, I am not a size two and that's not an issue and like who yeah. cares? That was something that I just feel like I had not really seen in real life. Like I would yeah. see it on social media, but that's so hard to relate to, especially yeah. when you're an impressionable 16 year old. And I think once I was able to have like the cognitive dissonance between the way that I grew up and the way that I viewed my own body, that is when I was really like, oh, okay. Like if I gain a few pounds, like it's not the end of the world. Yeah. If I have to go up a pair of, if I have to go up a size in my jeans, like if I'm not a zero, that's not an issue. Like it is perfectly fine and healthy and acceptable for me to have a little bit more weight on my body than I have for the past, however, 20 years. You know what I mean? No, totally. I mean, I like a weight change, I think it was sophomore year of college. And first and foremost, when I got to college, I could not put down the cookies. Like I was having the time in my life. And I think it was one of those (laughs) things where like, I didn't, I mean, it didn't bother me. Like I was doing my thing. And I think over time, I was starting to realize that um, for sure, like I was still working out with cheerleading, but it was really just like the types of foods that I was eating was so drastically different from what I had been eating back at home. So I was like fried food, you know, everything. junk food, And you just, just don't feel as good eating well, that type of stuff. So I definitely started to gain weight and it was one of those things where it didn't bother me. I think again, like it gets back to when I had pictures taken of me at cheer. That was the only time that I noticed like, Oh, like, okay. I look, like, I, look yeah. I look different. And then I also noticed that like my endurance, my ability to keep up with my schedule and like the demands of it was starting to be really difficult. So like for me, honestly, I think that was my biggest like moment of just like, I don't really care, you know, if I look this way, if I look that way, like truthfully, it didn't, it's hard. I mean, easier said than done, but it was something that I could definitely like come to terms with and be fine with. My biggest thing was just that I was starting to notice that my personality and like my day-to-day, you know, ability to show up and do what I needed to get done was taking a toll on me. So yeah, I think that was when I started to kind of figure out like, you know, let me get back on track to what makes me actually feel good. And then I don't, I never have had to say, I'm, I'm going to cut back on this or cut back on that. And I'm like thankful for that. Cause obviously that's so, it's so hard because, you know, everyone goes through their own personal struggle with that, which is yeah. so respected. But I think, um, you know, it just kind of gets to that point where I was like, let me focus more on just feeling good to anything else. But one thing I will say with that too is for me, something that kind of happened was, you know, I was gaining weight and I was starting to finally kind of becoming okay with that. And then when I wasn't able to kind of keep up with like what I needed to get done athletically or just throughout my day-to-day tasks, and I just felt down, that was when I said, okay, I maybe need to start nourishing myself a little bit more. So I did that. And then just naturally I started to slim down, but throughout that process, Like that was when I started to notice stretch marks. And like, that was when I started to notice those other, you know, physical things that you start to see just from like weight fluctuation. Yeah. And I think that's something that still, I feel like is tough for a lot of people because, you know, it's one thing to just be confident in your body. 
And then it's another thing where when you're young, your weight's going to fluctuate. You're just, you're fluctuating naturally. And you see this even in like mothers, you know, they're pregnant and then they go back down and whatever it is. And I think there's so much shaming that comes from like just the natural way that your body responds to change and people, especially younger people, because like not everyone's are very visible, but some's are. And it's like, it's kind of like the unspoken thing that people just, I don't know. I feel like it's tough. It's tough for people to truly feel comfortable and confident with them. Do you know what I mean? I think women's bodies are so over-policed that like to not have perfect skin, to not have stretch marks, to not have um, like eczema, to not have psoriasis or anything like that is like seen as what women's bodies should look like but it's so not like the case and it's it's ingrained from generation to generation like I grew up with a scale in my home you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I grew up seeing like my mom step on the scale like I grew up when like I first got stretch marks on like my lower back my mom was like oh put cocoa butter on it so they don't spread yeah and like stretch marks are so natural like I would beg to say probably 95% of the population has yeah. stretch marks. Boys, like, girls, skin, and everyone else. Like, everybody. Yeah. You, she, your body changes. Like, yeah. it was such an incredible and fantastic thing that our bodies are able to grow and evolve. Yeah. Like, give yourself a little grace. Like, your skin is stretching so that you can evolve into a different form of yourself. Like, yeah. be grateful for that. But I think, you know, I definitely grew up in the – in a culture of like, ooh, like no stretch marks, like hide stretch marks or try to prevent them from spreading and stuff like that. And so I feel like it does make it difficult to like accept your body and accept the skin that you're in. But I will say for me, I didn't really struggle that much with stretch marks just because like I knew so many women that had stretch marks or like that had cellulite. Like I know cellulite's a thing where people are like, oh my God, like I have cellulite, like I can't wear shorts. Like Bro, yeah. 95% of the population probably has cellulite. Like, right. it's not an issue. Your body is different than it was yeah. when you were pre-pubescent. That's right. Fine. No, for sure. And I think for me, it was like, I didn't see people have stretch marks. Like, literally, I okay. think that's it. We're like, if you don't see it, you're like, oh my God, am I the only one? And then, you yeah. know, it totally ruins your vibe. Like, you want to be able to go out. You want to be able to go swimming or do all these little things where you're maybe more exposed. And I think you know, when you don't feel like you have this shared insecurity or this shared experience with other people, I feel like that's when you can really get in your head about it, you know? A hundred percent. And I think a lot of times, like when you're looking at, when you, we were growing up, we were looking at bodies that were fully airbrushed and edited in the media. And I think just in recent years, I think influencers and celebrities have tried to do their due diligence of coming out and being like, this is my body actually versus the body that you see on the cover of magazines versus the body that you see on Instagram or whatever. Honestly, I feel like for our generation, the damage has kind of been done. The psychological damage. Too late. It's too late for us. So (laughs) I hope the kids that are in high school really take it in that like the images that they're seeing are not real. But like, I know they're, I feel like now there's really only like three camps. Either you've been able to launch your own career, like be a successful 
influencer or whatever if you have like the super skinny body type circa Mm -hmm. emily rogerkowski kendall jenner um supermodel that you could ever imagine right right or you have to have this like curvy voluptuous figure i'm thinking like lyra galore i'm thinking ari like i'm thinking like kim kardashian even before she started taking out her butt implants um, (laughs) Because we've all noticed it getting smaller. (laughs) Or you have to have like radical self-love for your body. Where like you are posting on Instagram in like a tiny like sports bra and little shorts. And you're like, look at my my natural body, you know, my rolls, my cellulite, my stretch marks. But it feels like for people who are like struggling with body image or for people like you and I, where it's like, we're in our early twenties, like our metabolisms are starting to slow down. You know what I mean? Like we are growing into our quote unquote grown woman bodies. It's like, we're just going to have fat sitting in places that like, we didn't really have fat sitting before. Like our bodies are kind of like, okay, you need to start carrying a baby now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I notice in certain areas of my body, my lower stomach, my hips or whatever, like that's where fat now goes to sit where yeah. it didn't before. Right. And so I feel like that's the only thing where when you're when you're trying to find your own way and your own place in terms of being comfortable in the skin that you're in, you really have to like get away from social media. Yeah, you, like you really have to just like pull away from it. Or yeah. even the people who are like radical self-love about their bodies, like I personally am not that comfortable like going and posting a picture in like a tiny sports bra and tiny shorts to be like radical self-love. Like sometimes I'm not even comfortable wearing a bathing suit to the beach. And I feel like I don't want to have that pressure of like fully embracing and loving the skin that you're in all the time. Like sometimes it's okay to just be like a little insecure being like, I don't know if I'm 100% comfortable with where I'm at right now. I'm working on steps to get there. But, like, I don't know if, like, I feel super powerful in my body all the time. Yeah. No, I I mean, girl, 100%. For one, I mean, any single time I'm posting my body or whatever on a social media account, it's just, like, total stress. And I think the people who are out there being, like, the radical self-lovers, body-positive people, I'm like, honestly, you're putting in work for the rest of us because, like, I certainly can't do that. And I think what's cool about it is, like, I don't even know if they get much out of it. Like, I really think, like, it's kind of like an effort to send this shockwave to people about, like, hey, bro, like, this is real. Like, this is one body that I, that this person has, and you may look like them, and that's fine. Like, I think being, I mean, it's interesting you even say that, because I just feel like being the person who's trying to put it out there that, like, your body is great and, like, your body's beautiful, I, I feel like that's such a job. I don't even know if that person gets that much like reassurance or satisfaction after the fact. Do you know what I mean? I think that it's more so it's like, it's from my perspective, being on the other side of it, looking at those types of people, it's like, it is, it's almost like there's, I don't want to say like a sacrifice, but it is like, you know what? I appreciate you maybe making yourself feel a little bit uncomfortable because for the rest of us, like truly we need to see just like typical bodies, you know, bodies that haven't had, And it's no shame on bodies that have had work done or bodies that are being retouched. Like there's literally no shame in that. I think though, sometimes like if you don't have that transparency and that clarity of like, 
girl, like this might not be what your body looks like and that's fine. It can make you think there's something wrong with you yeah. if you did not come out with a teeny tiny waist full Literally. hips or like thick, like stick thin thighs and yeah. like a chest. Like it can make you just feel like there's something wrong with you. It, yeah, it really can. And I think even to your point about how right now I feel like the bodies that are being talked about most is either like the quote unquote perfect bodies or the bodies that like everyone's now trying to normalize. I think for people who aren't really active in social media or who people who don't really see themselves through influencers, I think that that group of people kind of could get lost in the sense of like, wait, where do I fit in all this? And like, how can I feel good about my body that like, I'm not even trying to make a buck off of it. Or like, I'm not trying to like build a platform off of it. Even like, I'm just trying to like go about my day. And when I'm in the shower and before I get in the shower, I want to feel good about myself. And I think there's, I mean, really what you said about even it just like, you may not feel really great about it today. And that's okay too, because it's a process. And I feel like, there was something I read once and it might've been Demi Lovato kind of talking. I don't know if she's talking about body shaming or mental health. She was speaking to something where it really alluded to that, where it's like, you know, body positivity doesn't always have to be this like false positivity and like, yeah, when you're like, I feel love good. My, I love, yeah. I love it every day. Like yeah. sometimes I'm like, I'm not loving it right I'm now. I'm not <laughs> loving it. And I think that's when people, even like when people try to say like, it's okay to not be okay. Like, I think that's what the whole essence of it is trying to say yeah. is just like, you don't need to feel good about it right now. Like you're going through a change, you know, your body is changing, you're changing, you're growing. Everything seems unfamiliar and you probably don't even seem like you're going in the right direction at the time. So for you to have to feed yourself constantly that like you look like a superstar, like girl, oh my God, like that's so much effort and work and and that will just carry over later on and probably make you feel worse. And I think for myself on the days where like, I just feel like my clothes aren't fitting the way that I want them to fit or like I look in the mirror and I just like don't feel good about the way that I'm presenting myself to the world physically. I just try to focus on the fact that like my body has housed all of my organs for 22 years. Like I I can run, Like I have all of this physical strength. I have all these muscles that are sitting underneath my skin. Like, bro, your body's kind of a powerhouse. Like regardless of how it looks, like it gets up and carries your body every day. And so I think that for people who are struggling with body image or for people who are like, my body's changing and fluctuating, I'm gaining weight, I'm losing weight, or I need to be able to fit into quote unquote, a type of mold to be able to, I don't know, fit the typical ballerina or a gymnast body type or for modeling or for whatever it's like bro your body does such incredible things every day that yes it's okay to be uncomfortable in your skin in times of transition or like maybe you you know have like you said freshman year you were eating a lot of fried food like you're eating a lot of food that's not nourishing for your body but like don't hate your body every day it's because it's not looking a certain way like life is too short to hate this like house that your soul lives in in. yeah no I mean I think that comes with time where your perspective changes and you just start to see like the gift that we have to be able to be you know like mobile and all these different things I mean truly yeah it definitely does it's yeah 
but I think again, like that's something that unfortunately comes with time. And I think people, um, you know, you, you almost have to like gain that perspective at some point in order to really understand like, Oh no, like I have it good. And I'm proud of whatever I've been able to bring to the table. Um, you know, and I honestly think too, sometimes like body insecurities can come from yourself, but I also think sometimes like take a look at your environment and try to figure out like, is there something in here that's making me feel horrible about myself for like no real reason you know what <laughs> that I, mean? I don't need? Yeah. Like, I think that's, yeah. Like, you don't, I mean, Hey, we're all very, you know, we're influenced by things. We, everything is affecting us one way or another. So if you feel really down, like don't always take it on yourself, look around you because there's probably something that's messing up your vibe anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. At the end of the day, we just want everyone to learn to appreciate the skin that they're in. It is not realistic to think that every single day you're going to wake up and look in the mirror and be like, I'm such a girl boss and I love the way that right. I look. And, and sometimes you're going to have days where you're like, I'm just not super into it. And that's fine. Like you just have to be able to push through those moments and not do too much comparison to other people, which is so hard. So um, But if you are struggling with disordered eating, eating disorders, know that there is help out there. Um, know that it definitely takes a lot of work, but it does get better. Um, and there are plenty of resources that if anyone needs me to point them in the direction of, I would be more than happy to. So I hope that you all are taking care of yourselves. Yes. Now, this is a beginning of many more conversations, I would assume. So hopefully this kind of, I don't know, hopefully a few people can at least relate to it. And if not, like you open up your eyes and your ears to it um, and always just know that like, I think everyone's always going through something that you don't, you're not fully aware of, you know, and I think it's important to just be mindful of that. I know whenever summertime comes around, there's always those posts on Instagram where it's like, People are going to have more skin out. So don't comment on their, their weight or don't comment on, you know, hair you're not familiar with or whatever. But I think that should just be the standard all year round. Um, Be mindful. That is the way to be mindful. (laughs) Well, you guys, we will see you all next Sunday. All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.